So my mom was, was a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. And I remember distinctly having a conversation with her where I asked her if she had life insurance. Um, and this was, this was when I was still in college. Um, and she told me no. And her reasoning was, I don't work outside the home. There's no reason for me to, you know, be protected. There's no income to cover right. if something were to happen to me. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule, and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with moms without capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. We have here today on the Moms Without Capes podcast, my friend, Sharon Mooney. Welcome to the show, Sharon. Thank you, Ani. I'm so thrilled to be here. I've been following you for some time and I just really adore you and adore what you do for moms and creating the safe space for us because it takes a village. <laughs> yes, absolutely it does. <laughs> so, Sharon is empowering mothers to make smart financial choices, create sustainable habits, and become their own financial experts. Through her services, she is educating mothers on the importance of financial security and providing them with the tools they need to pass that knowledge on to their children. Today, Sharon will be sharing with us all about living benefits, what they are, and why we need them. So for all of you listeners, I actually know Sharon in real life, right? <laughs> Not that real life isn't on the computer, but I have I have touched her. <laughs> we can shake hands, right? So she lives here in the same town that I'm in and I heard Sharon speak. Um, I actually knew her before I hear, heard her speak, but I really didn't understand what it was that she did until she spoke at an event. And um, I was fascinated by the, the concept of living benefits. And as soon as I heard her speak, I just knew that she would make a perfect guest for this podcast, because I think this is such an important thing. But it's something that many of you may not even know about, because I for sure didn't know what living benefits were, had no idea. Um, we always think of like life insurance and, and, you know, what happens like when somebody dies. And even that I don't even know much about. But Sharon is such a wealth of knowledge. And I am excited to bring her here today to share with you all about living benefits. So before we dive into that, I want to dive a little bit into your background and yeah. can you share with us a bit about your journey and how you came to be about like in this place? Yes. 
absolutely. So, I mean, I'm still on this journey, this wonderful, <laughs> incredible, ever-changing <laughs> journey of life, and it's it's super fun. Um, but my background actually is not in finance. My background is education, and more specifically, music education. And so that's what I went to college for. Uh, studied down at Baylor University in Texas, and. Um, I, I love music. It will always be a passion of mine. However, it is very hard to make a living as a music educator and live the life choices that I wanted to provide my family. And I have two little boys. And so they are really, you know, a big part of why I do what I do. And um, it, it just is when you become a parent, so much becomes apparent <laughs> what we don't know. And so it really is one of those things where I began my journey learning about finances kind of as a way to um, help educate my kids because I didn't want to pass on the bad habits that even now I'm still currently unlearning that my family of origin gave me. Okay. So um, that really began this whole thing as I began meeting with um, this lady here in Billings, um, Elizabeth, who eventually became my mentor and who hired me as uh, one of her agents. And uh, it just, it really began as a way of me wanting to better myself for so that I could better, you know, my future for my children. And uh, I'm so grateful, very, very thankful to be in this space. But my whole approach to any of this is education first. We don't know what we don't know. And we don't know unless somebody's brave enough to take that time to educate us about it and also be vulnerable and, and be like, I've been there. I know what it's like. Um, I understand that this is a very, you know, money's a very taboo subject. It's kind of like sex, you know, we don't want to talk about it. It's, it's something that we always swept under the rug, you know, and in my household growing up. So we, I just don't want to, I, I want people to be able to be open about it and honest about it and honest about their mistakes and, um, you know, help others grow from that. And I want to be honest with my children about my mistakes because I made plenty of them. I still make them, you know, so uh, being able to be vulnerable with our children in that sort of um, way when it comes to these kind of conversations, I think is super important. And so that's what I want. I want to empower parents and, and moms, especially to have those, those conversations because, um, you know, what's done in school is so, so surface level and so basic, and it needs to be a lot deeper than that. So that is so, that's so awesome. Like, I love how you came about just came into this world of like finance, just being able to help you, like just looking for ways to help you and your generation, like the next generation yeah. and your yeah. own family. And then you just turned around and you're like, you know, other moms, other people need to know exactly what you're finding out. And I forgot about that until you said about the music background. Mm -hmm. When I was doing the research for this episode, I came across that, that you were a pianist, right? Yes, yes. I'm a, <laughs> yeah, my major was piano pedagogy and performance. <laughs> Got you. Yeah, I, I saw that. And I'm actually taking piano lessons right now. Oh, so I was like, you know, I was like, 
I'm like, that's all. Like, I'll have to talk to her about that. So that is so that fun. Good for you. I am I loving it. Adult students are the absolute best. We, I, I've always loved, you know, teaching adult students because they, number one, want to be there. Mm-hmm. They're eager for, for that knowledge. And, you know, they'll go home and like, and, and practice and, and yeah and and do all the things that that I ask and it's just it's great yeah and I'm loving it like it's it's oh, definitely opened up my world that is so, so fun I love that little that little part <laughs> let's get into living benefits and let's start with what what are they what are they oh, when I heard you speak that was like really the first time I ever heard of them so yes. so that is that is um not uncommon okay and the reason I say I'm a living benefits expert when I talk to people is because that's their first question what are living benefits and how why have I never heard of them and um you know it comes back to that we don't know what we don't know unless we're willing to put ourselves out there and either ask those questions or somebody is brave enough to tell us what they are okay so living benefits are this really amazing tool that we can use um, to protect ourselves um, in case of a medical emergency, okay? I like to call it, uh, we're GoFunding ourselves. You know, when I scroll Facebook, I see two, three, four GoFundMes, um, you know, a day. Um, And this time of year, it's even worse uh, where you have people raising money for uh, individuals who have gone through a medical emergency, can't afford their co-pays or don't have insurance, or um, you know they're having to quit their job so they have no income whenever they've uh, had a major medical emergency. So living benefits are kind of this stand in the gap for you. Living benefits come as a rider. This is a technical term that insurance professionals use. Uh, But what it is, it's an add-on to your life insurance policy. And there's several different kinds. Um, The first, uh, I, I educate about three different living benefits. So the first one is uh, what we call a terminal illness benefit. So this is if you go to your doctor and he tells you, you know, you have 24 months or less to live. This is a terminal diagnosis, what you have. You need to get your affairs in order. Um, That's worst case scenario for anybody. Right. I'm not going to want to spend a day in an office or traveling for work or whatever away from my family if I get a terminal diagnosis. I want to be with them. But with that terminal diagnosis, there's going to be expenses. Your mortgage is still going to be due. You're still going to need to feed your family. Your car payments don't stop just because you've gotten sick. Um, All of these things that are needed to still provide your family are still, you know, your expenses are still um, going, but they're also rising and your income is going to go down because you're probably not going to be working. So this helps where that intersection happens of your expenses going up and your income going down helps alleviate that, um, you can access up to 90% of a death benefit at that time of diagnosis. So that's, you know, if you have a million dollar life insurance policy, that's $900,000 for the last two years of your life to live. And then 
enjoy your family, set your affairs in order, pay off your debts, um, make sure that your family is going to be taken care of it, um, in those days after you're gone. Okay, so that's the first one. The second one is uh, what we call a chronic illness benefit. All right, this functions kind of as a long-term care policy, but I don't know if you've seen the price of long-term care policies um, lately. I just had to go through this with uh, my, my dad, um, putting him into a long-term care facility and then moving him eventually into hospice. Um, those prices are crazy uh, when it comes to long-term care and the policies that insurance companies sell are hundreds of dollars a month in order to have that coverage. And yes, it is worth it. <laughs> However, um, a lot of people physically can't do that. When we're living month to month, paycheck to paycheck, that extra three, four, five hundred dollars a month, just in case, you know, we were ha we have to do to go into uh, long-term care is not doable. <clears throat> so um, long-term care, you qualify for long-term care if you can't perform two of the six daily functions of living. Mm -hmm. That is mm -hmm. eating, bathing yourself, going to the bathroom, dressing yourself. There's a list of six. Okay. If you can't perform two sense. of those, okay. then that qualifies Qualify. you for, for that disability and that long-term care um, chronic illness rider. Okay. And if you had the living benefits add on in, on your insurance, yes. then you, it covers it would. most of it or it so it what it is, it would be 2% of that um, death benefit for 50 months. That's okay. a little over four okay. years, okay? Okay. Um, so again, if you have a million dollar policy, that's $25,000 a month that okay. you would get you every month for 50 years, or for 50 months. 50 months. 50 months. Okay, okay. Okay. That sounds like a pretty good... So given also here in Billings, I don't know if you know this, Ani, but the average cost of a nursing home per month here, the only reason I know this is because I looked it up because I was thinking mm -hmm. about moving my dad here, um, is $8,000 a month. Holy smokes. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, when we think about that worst case scenario, we need to make sure that we're prepared yeah. um, financially for that because who's, if we are not able to take care of that, who's that burden going to fall on? Right. It's going to be our family and our loved ones. Yeah. And we're going to end up having to set up the GoFundMes and raise the money and do the bake sales and all of that so that we can take care of our loved ones. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the last one that, so that's the uh, chronic illness writer. The last one, this is probably the most important benefit that um, I think come for, with living benefits. Um, I'm going to pause here. I'm, I have some stats I want to read you. Okay. okay? So <clears throat> these are all from CDC and um, um, For You magazine. Um, there's, there's a few uh, that, uh, that I found when I was doing some research, but 13% of women age 18 or over are in what we would consider poor health. Okay. Um, what percent was that? 13%. Okay. 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 One in five female deaths this year were due to heart disease. Right. Okay. Heart disease is rising. It's preventable, right? Mm -hmm. With lifestyle changes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
42% of women, this is across the board, no matter the age, 40, 45.2% of women suffer from hypertension and or take blood pressure meds. Good. Sitting right here. I am a stat. Okay. <laughs> um, and then this is one that I, I uh, this is not a stat, but it's, it's a simple fact. Women ignore their health more than men. They do not get routine checkups. And by the time a lot of us realize something is wrong in our bodies, the aggressiveness of diseases has probably gone a little bit far um, to not need drastic treatment. Okay. So with that in mind, the last um, benefit that we have uh, in living benefits is called a critical illness benefit. Now, this is for those cancers that are not terminal, Mm -hmm. those heart attacks, those strokes, traumatic brain injury, loss of limb. Um, You know, if you were to have um, any sort of, um, you know, growths or tumors that, you know, were malignant, but you needed to get those taken care of. So Um, conditions where you will survive, they impact your life in a major way. You're going to be okay. You're going to make it, but you're going to have to take a significant amount of time off of work to convalesce. Um, The average um, treatment time after a heart attack, this is for anybody, male or female, but the average treatment time, um, they suggest taking 12 months off of work. Wow. If I don't take, if I took 12 months out of work, off of work, and I didn't work for a whole year, I would be in the poorhouse. Right. I would not be able to afford my bills. There is no, there is nothing that I can do to keep my beautiful house, to keep, you know, my, the food on the table for my kids. Okay. So uh, a critical illness benefit pays up to 70% of that death benefit. Mm -hmm. So if you were to, um, you know, have a million dollar policy, that would be $700,000 that would be due to you. The reason they don't do a hundred percent accelerated death benefits is because they do want to keep a little bit there for your family to have after you pass. They don't want to do what we call lapse a policy. That Mm -hmm. is where there's not enough, um, premiums to make the minimum to keep the cost of insurance in place. Sure. Okay. So that is, uh, kind of in a nutshell, our living benefits. And I do want to point out a lot of, there are a lot of companies now, your standard, um, uh, insurance companies are making the, the living benefits and the riders available for a price. A lot of these insurance companies, you do have to pay in order to get those added on and they are charged by the rider. So each rider. Okay. So you have to choose which rider you would like. A lot of the insurance companies have it, um, with that. And then a lot of insurance companies now, um, only have it on permanent life insurance policies. Okay. Not like, is that different from the term life insurance? It is. Yes. 
So that's a whole different episode. It is. is. But I want to point out there are companies and I work with many that offer living benefits standard with each product that we sell, whether it's permanent or terminal. You just have to do your research and you have to know those companies. And uh, I, as we are non um, captive agents. So what that means is we look at all these insurance companies that we can have contracts with Mm -hmm. and find those that have our client's best interest in mind. And um, when you have those companies that are offering these writers a standard, there's no reason to pay for, you know, another. Right. um, Yeah. So you want to make sure that you're, you're educating yourself as well as um, reaching out to, to people that can do the research for you as well. So, so how much are we looking at, like to be able to add that if it's not standard or if it's not standard, it, it's not um, for permanent policies. It, it's not going to be super expensive. It's not going to double your premium okay. payment, okay. you know, but it is, it's going to be significant. Um, I mean, I do believe um, United or not United. Um, oh, there's a couple. Uh, one lady, she does health insurance, but she also does, they do life insurance um, here in town. I asked her just so I could compare what they have. Hmm. And I think that she said that they could only add the uh, chronic illness benefit mm-hmm. rider on their the plan. And it added $50, uh, give or take to the plan um, a month. Oh, okay. So, okay. but they didn't go all the way up to the death benefit either. There's only, I think it caps at like it, depending on how big your death benefit is, okay. I think it caps at like half or um, less than that. So there's there's a lot of fine print, a lot of fine print oh, when it course. comes yeah. to, yeah, sure. um, you know, the, the different companies that do different things. Right. So my first recommendation is if you already have life insurance, great job. That's a great first step. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number two, you need to ask if you have living benefits because you might have them and not know it. There's a lot of people that I've worked with that, um, that have life insurance. They're like, oh yeah, you know, I have, I have that. And I'm like, well, do you have living benefits? And they're, they say, I don't know. Let me check. Turns out they have living benefits and they didn't even know it. Right. So reaching out to your agent, that's what they're there for. When Mm -hmm. I see a client calling, I am so excited. First of all, because I know, oh my gosh. They, I want to talk to them. Like I, I like having conversations to my clients, but number two, they need me. Mm-hmm. I am on. Okay. So don't be afraid to reach out to your insurance agent um, to have those conversations. That's what we're there for. Right. So, right. Yeah. so you kind of have, you, we've already talked about how important they are, mm-hmm. but is there anything else that you'd like to add to that? Like why it would be important for me or for any of the listeners to have? Well, I want to, I want to tell a story. Okay. okay. I want to tell a story um, that I think will illustrate this. Okay. So um, there was a, a lady, the matriarch of a family, and uh, she held that family together with grace and dignity and was one of the most selfless people that I've ever met. Um, 
brought up a family of three daughters and she did not work outside the home. She was a homemaker. Um, what I like to say is she was crunchy before there was crunchy before, before, you know, crunchy mama was trendy. (laughs) She, she did that. And she, you know, made a lot of her kids clothes. Um, she would very resourceful, very, yeah. And they were a single income household. So, um, her husband went and worked and worked long hours so that, um, so that she could stay home. Okay. Fast forward through the years, uh, she took impeccable care of her body, worked out every day. Um, She ate organic, vegan almost, um, was very, very conscious about what she put in her body, did a lot of research on the chemicals and processed food and all of that, all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And... uh, brought her children up, they scattered, and um, she was sitting in church with her husband one day and started to feel this kind of tingling in her arm and wasn't sure what was going on, but they ended up, she got through church, and as they were walking out in the parking lot, she stumbled and ended up not being able to get back up her legs would not work. So her husband got her into the car. They drove straight to the emergency room, um, admitted her, started doing all these tests. Um, Come to find out, uh, after about two days of of tests, she was having a massive stroke. Due to a blood vessel, the best that they could see is that it had ruptured in her brain and it was actively bleeding and surgery was not an option. There really was not going to be any treatment. Okay. The family was called in, um, and within two weeks she was gone. It went from this perfectly healthy fit, mother who had no, no family history, no anything in, in her history to even, to even think that this would happen. Um, that was three years ago and that was my mama. It still hit me. I knew that story from when you spoke and it still hit me like, so, um, what's crazy is that Three years ago, I was a life insurance agent and I knew about living benefits and I didn't tell my, my family what I did because Mm -hmm. of fear. And I didn't tell my family that I knew of this amazing tool that could help, um, whenever we were in our worst, worst case scenario of losing our mom and our matriarch. Mm -hmm that this even, you know, that they would want to hear about this. My mom didn't have living benefits. So, um, she did have a small life insurance policy, um, that did end up paying some of her medical expenses. There was still a lot that over the next two to three years, my dad 
would have to pay. Um, and then fast forward to this year, my dad uh, succumbed to liver failure um, in September. And the lesson that I can tell you that I've learned from that scenario is if you have life insurance, that's great. If you have living benefits, that's amazing. But you can't have life insurance and living benefits without having a plan of what is going to happen in case of the worst case scenario. I want, I want all of you that are, that are listening to this to think about your worst case scenario. If something were to happen to you, your partner, your child, let's all go there for a minute. I know it's not, it's not, uh, it's, pretty, not, it's not a pretty sight. <laughs> it's not a pretty sight. Okay. But I want you to think about that just with me for a minute. What would they do? Do they even know your wishes? When was the last time you updated your will? Do you even have a will? Do you have an estate plan? Um, we, my dad had a seven-year-old will that he hadn't updated after my mom died. She was still his executor on his will. So going back, what we had to do is pay a lot of money to an estate attorney now to go through and name someone else executor and pay all of the court fees and the, all of that, um, to get that situated. Okay. So all, all of these need to be done for your family. It really is the most amazing love gift that you can give your family. Um, I know that you, um, Ani talk about taking care of ourselves. This is a way we take care of ourselves and our family. Okay. It is vital. It is so important because we don't want worst case scenario. We don't, we, our family can't, my family couldn't handle worst case scenario. I'm being completely honest. Right. Okay. And I'm from a split family. Like I, I have a partner that, you know, we have our, the kids 50% of the time and then their dad and his Mm -hmm. family. So these, all these, these intricate details of what happens if something happens to me has to be written down, has to be put in place in order for there to be the least amount of tension, the least amount of, of, of heart. All I want my kids to do if something happens to me is grieve. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing they need to be worried about. Right. Not about the finances or what correct going to happen next. Yeah. Right. Um, tell me this, Sharon, like what I, I, I hear, I've heard this before and I even thought of this myself as a stay at home mom, mm. when, when you don't have any income, like you're not contributing financially to the family, right. what would be, I, I feel like that this would be an objection coming mm. from a stay at home mom who doesn't feel like because she's not financially contributing to the family that there isn't any impact if she were to, if something were to happen, any of those three scenarios, like what, what do you say to that? So my mom was, was a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. And I remember distinctly having a conversation with her where I asked her if she had life insurance. Um, and this was, this was when I was still in college. Um, and she told me no. And her reasoning was, I don't work outside the home 
there's no reason for me to, you know, be protected. There's no income to cover if something were to happen to me. What I didn't know then was the way I challenged that. And I pushed back on that thought is what do you contribute to your family in a non-financial way? Okay. What would your partner have to outsource in order to take the place of you? Right. Yeah. You put a money. They would have to it. Yeah. They would have to be a chauffeur, be a housekeeper, cleaner, all the hats, (laughs) um, organize, uh, decorate for each holiday do the you know do all, all the things that we intricate do. Yeah. things um while grieving right that's the right. thing that i want everybody to to get is this life you know still keeps on moving mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that we're in an emotionally an emotional place to keep on moving either okay right. so the, the thing that you need to think about is your contribution to your family is not just monetary. It is that, that emotional support that, that, you know, physical person there to go to that, um, you know, person that, that takes that peanut butter and jelly and, and, and puts it on the plate that, uh, does the grocery pickup order and actually knows what to put in the grocery pickup order. Right. 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 (laughs) Um, I, I challenge, you know, those, those of you that say you don't have any income to supplement or to, to, um, replace, do you really want to talk about what you're worth? Because you are worth so much more than you think you are. Um, there was a a graphic that I saw a couple of years ago that was the average stay at home mom was worth over $200,000 a year. (laughs) I challenge that number to be lower today. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so do not discredit yourself. Do not devalue what you bring to the table as a stay-at-home parent, not just a mom, a stay-at-home parent. There are stay-at-home right. dads too. Right. Um, and they are absolutely vital in keeping a family unit running, keeping it running smoothly. Um, there is there's not a price tag you can put on that. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. 100%. Don't even, don't even come at me with that. (laughs) (laughs) So you want to try journaling, do you? You've heard that it can be therapeutic and can help you sort out all that mumble jumble in your mind. But when you sit down to do it, that blank page can be a bit intimidating. You're not sure what exactly you should write. And while there's a lot you could write, Your mind goes blank and you never get that pen to paper. Well, let me help you. I've got a list of prompts that you can use next time you sit down with your journal. These are open-ended questions that will help you through the process of self-discovery. And it's yours free. Just go to the show notes, click the link, and download your list of journal prompts today. So Sharon, we talked all about living benefits and how they can benefit us and why we need them and all of that. But let's just digress a little bit and because what we just talked about is so important to taking care of ourselves as you pointed out but on the day-to-day basis what do you do to take care of yourself 
Oh, so <laughs> I could be better about this, Ani. <laughs> I'm in your community. <laughs> um, so uh, day to day, my, my big thing, and my family knows this, is I love sleep. I love sleep. Okay. Um, and sometimes I just need a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the average person, eight hours a day, uh, eight hours of sleep for, for me is kind of like bare, minimum. <laughs> yeah. bare minimum. So I'm to, if I yeah. take a nap, I'm going to take a nap. Okay. <laughs> if I have to sleep in a little bit later, if I take the kids and I don't have to be at work until 1030 or whatever, I'm going to come home. I'm going to take a little nap. Yeah. No, I <laughs> love that. I'm going to do it. If I need it, I'm going to do yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and my partner, he, he's always like, oh, if you nap, you're going to you die sooner. I'm like, boy, I'm going to die sooner anyway. Don't you know the stats? <laughs> <laughs> Let me take my nap. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I love to make sure that I get enough sleep. Um, I think my family likes me when I get enough sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also my coffee and I don't, I know I, I, I kind of struggle with this a little bit because I do have hypertension and I do, you know, have to take Mm -hmm. care of myself. Um, but I thoroughly enjoy coffee. Like it is my, my comfort. Yeah. And so, um, I have regular decaf. Okay. But, um, I, I really, I don't take that away from me. Okay. I can, I can take care of other things, you know, do less pasta, do less cheese, do, you know, do other, you know, watch my salt intake, those kind of things. But I choose to not take away coffee. Okay. I am choosing that because I enjoy it and my soul loves it. So so making that conscious choice of, okay, so I'm in order to not do that and make my life miserable, um, I'm going to do something else. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have a book that you can recommend? Or a book that has greatly impacted your life? Oh my goodness, so many. This I is to- always such a hard I, question. I really, oh my gosh. I'm oh, like, I, I love can't pick one. <laughs> Do you know, I actually would, I would be the one that would be like, my mom would send me to my room to clean and I'd be cleaning and then I'd be like putting up my books on the shelf because they were always on the floor. I read on yeah. the floor and I'd always be putting up my books and then I'd see, oh my gosh, I'm like right here. I just want to, and then she'd come back <laughs> Hours later, Ani, I am still on the floor. With the <laughs> so anyway, um, so I do a lot of um, uh, reading some like personal finance books. Um, so I'll, I'll do a couple. One of them is uh, I Will Make You Rich. Okay. Uh, this one is by an Indian entrepreneur. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to say his name. It's um, Ramit is his first name, but uh, he is an absolute genius when it comes to making your money work for you, which I am a hundred percent passionate about learning how to make your money work harder or work smarter, not harder, because um, there are so many tools out there that we don't even know about Mm -hmm. um, that all of the wealthy and rich people pay people to know so that they can get more money. Um, So that's a a great book that I've read. I actually have it on Audible and Kindle. (laughs) (laughs) I love listening to it so much. Um, And then the other one, this is kind of... um, 
more just like for the entrepreneur life, the entrepreneur roller coaster has been really um, taking me from looking at um, my my business, my job as like a hobby um, into actually uh, a, a business. And it's really, really insightful and has some hard, hard things that, you know, as entrepreneurs, we need to think about, but not just entrepreneurs, like just really, they're good for anybody. You know, I would argue that homemakers, that's your job is to run the family. That is, that is absolutely a job. And so having that mentality and the right mentality to go about that, I think is super important. And so uh, that one is also really good. So yeah, I noticed a lot of parallels, like since I started my businesses, a lot of parallels between business and my life. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. In, in, in different areas and stuff like exactly. it is uncanny how much similarities like how that roller coaster, you know, it could easily be not the entrepreneur roller coaster, but the roller coaster of life. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And it really is. It really is a roller coaster. I'm here for it, but yeah, yeah. I'm like, no oh hands. God, I don't like heights. <laughs> so finally, where can listeners find you, Sharon? Well, uh, I am very active on Facebook. I have an Instagram. Um, I do a lot of Instagram reels and Facebook reels. Um, I'm on TikTok as well. And um, then I have a website. If you want to book a call with me, uh, any, any time with me is is free. I know a lot of financial advisors and, and consultants, you pay by the hour or they get, you know, a portion of your assets or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I am always uh, free for my clients. <laughs> I am non-fee based. So what that means is I get paid by companies and not my clients. All right. So anytime you want to reach out to me, my time is, is always available. Um, I really value relationships uh, with people. And so going to get coffee, going to get (laughs) wine. Um, I also have events that I advertise on my Facebook about on a monthly basis here in Billings and virtual. So uh, yeah, any, anytime you wanted to see where all of those are, my website, SharonWMooney.com. You can, you can see those there. And then also my social media. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. So I'm going to put Sharon's website and all her social media links right there into the show notes of today's episode. So definitely go check her out. Sharon, thanks so much for coming on today and sharing with us your wisdom. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for the honor of getting to share part of my story and uh, what I do with your listeners. I so appreciate it. Anytime. Today's episode is sponsored by the Supermom Detox, an incredible coaching program designed to help moms take off their supermom cape and feel comfortable in their own skin. Have you felt like you've lost yourself since becoming a mom because you got caught up in the idea that you have to take care of everyone and everything else and sacrifice who you are to be the kind of mom you want to be? The Supermom Detox will guide you in rediscovering who you are and getting yourself off the back burner and onto solid ground. This amazing program will teach you how to let go of perfectionism, people-pleasing, unrealistic expectations, unhealthy boundaries, and negative thought patterns that are keeping you stuck. Motherhood can be so much more enjoyable when you learn to take care of yourself the way you deserve. 
Stop feeling guilty or bad about making time for yourself. You are so worthy of taking up space. Find out more about the Supermoms Detox by clicking the link in today's show notes and signing up for a call with me. If nothing else, you'll get clear on what's keeping you on the back burner. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.